Extra Time with Neil Sang, Ryan Lowe and Dave Downey. This is Extra Time on City Talk 105.9. A very good evening and welcome to Extra Time on City Talk 105.9. It's not Ryan Lowe, but two out of three isn't bad. Me and Sandy <laughs> are back this weekend again, filling in more than uh, more than a worthy replacement in Mark Quayle. How are we doing Hello, this evening? Hi, right, Dave. All good. Uh, it, it seems to be uh, a recurring theme. Every week we seem to get together and something crazy's happened in the past <laughs> week. But it sounds like we're covering all ground, but we can't start tonight, I don't think, because Everton didn't play at the weekend, firstly, without uh, moving away from what happened at Goodison last Monday night, which you predicted a 3-0 win. No, I did. Yeah, oh, was, was it? Me. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Sandy wasn't yeah. here. You predicted a 3-0 yeah, win, quite yeah. I, was, I, I was thinking about that during the match, and I thought, that's, that's, that's really, uh, that showed me up as, uh, as someone who can not predict scores. So. Well, it might well have turned out to be a 3-0 win had the unthinkable not happened uh, with Kevin Morales for some reason, gets on his high horse, trots over, picks a ball up, walk, walks past half a dozen of his teammates who are all telling him to give it to the rifle penalty taker, puts it down, blasts it wide. Yeah. Um, it was almost it was almost written as soon as he, he defied team orders as it seems and mm-hmm. puts that ball on the spot and, and, and fires it. Sandy, what's your take on it? Firstly, your perspective as a fan and then what would you do if it was one of the lads you were playing with? <laughs> I mean, I, I was actually made up in Mister. As much as that pains me to say, I was made up in Mister. From the standpoint of, it was just a completely selfish act. It's all about me. You know, he hadn't really played... Um, a lot of football had he leading up to that game uh, but when he had played he played really really well I didn't think he'd had an outstanding half to, to be able to command taking that penalty you know if a player's been unbelievable and they're smashing it against the bar they're testing the keeper every five minutes and the, and the, and the peckers up I can sort of understand the kid's thought process. However, it still I still wouldn't, if I was part of that squad allow that to happen it also for me made Leighton Baines look a little bit weak he should have turned round and gone not a chance, mate. He should have also been experienced enough to say, because not a chance, number one, because I'm the penalty taker. I missed one in 13 or one in 14. Over his career, the kid's probably missed maybe two out of 20 or 30 penalty kicks. Um, it, <coughs> it makes him, it, it makes me look weak. And if you miss, the gaffer's on my, on my case as much as he's on your case. So it just, it was the most selfish all about me act I've, I've ever seen on a football pitch. Sang- Frighteningly so. Sangi's mentioned Baines there, Mark, and mm. uh, uh, first of all, uh, that was one of the first things that came to my mind when he put it wide. I was thinking, well, why has he been la- allowed to take it? Yeah. You see Morales, uh, sorry, mm. Lukaku and Naismith mm. having a go at him. Mm. Uh, Baines sort of reins it in a little bit and went... He realises he's not going to get the ball off him. He pats him on the back and says, go ahead, take it, which I think he's... You know, he, said, he actually says, for. are you sure? Right. And then he patted him on the head. Didn't he? He said, I, I, are you sure? I've but, seen but, nicer pats as well. Yeah. I think there was a bit of uh, spice in that. Just as also like, well, you better score it. <laughs> uh, I think... But it, do, do, you, do you put a lot on his shoulders? Do you put a lot on everybody else's no, shoulders? It, no, solely st- I, I, I've, def- I've defended the, the, the players... The other, you know, Unfortunately, the other players have come under criticism. Jagielka's come under criticism. You're dealing with grown men. You know, you're dealing with... You know, Jagielka's not the dad of the team. He can't mm. bend them over and, give them, and smack them and say, you're not taking it, give it to him. These are adults... To be fair, you can see how level-headed they are as a team. No one, they've thought, he's not making eye contact with anyone. He's got the ball in his hand. If you go to, to really kick up a fuss, it's going to end, it's going to escalate this, it's going to be even worse. So the, the player's behaviour, for me, was the best outcome for that. Just let him get it, let him do it, we'll sort it out in-house, we'll do it in the dressing room, we'll do it on the training ground, however we want to do it, we'll address this 
in the future kind of thing. Sadly, he missed, so so the, they, it made it worse. Uh, when he first picked the ball up, in my mind, I'd forgotten that Baines had actually scored a penalty at Sunderland. Mm. The one that was in my mind was the Old Trafford game. So you think his last one was a miss? Well, that was what I was yeah. initially thinking, so I was kind of saying, well, OK, I can kind of get that. Um, mm. You know, and someone was saying, "Well, no, he scored last week in the penalty shootout." Which, okay, it, it is a penalty, but it's it's slightly different because so did Morales. You know, so I don't think that was a really an argument. So maybe Morales would have had a bit more of a, an argument had Baines missed the last one. But he actually got back on track, so I didn't realise that until afterwards. Um, someone told me this week that Morales had planned some kind of um, tribute to the to yeah. the guy who died. A Belgium, I don't know how true that is, um, which is kind of an unselfish act, if you like, because it doesn't strike me as a selfish player. Uh, footballers can be selfish, but they've got to look out for number one. That's that's one of the mainstays of the character. But when you're in a team, you, you do play for the team. I don't personally think that Morales was 100% selfish. I think there was there was mitigating safety. You know, I, I, and listen, and if that's the case, I'll temper my comments a little bit. Well, we, but, I, no, I don't, and I don't know if that is the case. But, but someone, someone you know, said. this this is the thing. As, well, to, as, to play devil's advocate before you go on, Sangi, go on. you mentioned that tribute there, Mark. Mm. Um, he, him and Lukaku both actually made a tribute to their own in that game, the replay against West Ham, mm. when Lukaku scored after that fantastic run by Manolas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. they both put the, the hands okay. to the sky. Yeah, yeah. And, and but fair enough, if he wants to do, a, you know, you can get on board with that. You can you can have a, a realm of understanding about that, Sangi. But yeah. again, to, to play devil's advocate. Okay, and I've looked at this from all different angles this week and mm. I'm still yet to make my mind up, to be honest with you, because my my argument was, well, would you see that sort of... Well, it's a lack of discipline, isn't it? From, lack from, of discipline? Firstly, from the player. Yeah, yeah. Did we ever see any signs of that under David Moyes? I don't think you would have done. I don't think you would have done, but you know, it's it's a little bit remiss to blame Roberto Martinez. What I would say is the reason I was disappointed with it was because before the game, you you, you know, this day and age, you're going through your corners, who you're marking, all your your patterns of play, bits and bobs, everything's up on the board. And one of the key key things you discuss is pens. Now they shouldn't have had to discuss that. Now Leighton Baines missed a penalty um, it was against uh, Sunderland you no, said oh, sorry no, against uh, Man- Manchester United then scores against Sunderland mm. Be- now the, the time to address is Baines is still on them was after the United miss mm. the fact he then goes on to score against Sunderland took one against West Ham in the cup didn't he mm. scored that Um why hasn't it been discussed then? So it just—it was just a, 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 a sort of a catast- c- catastrophe of, of, of misinformation, if you like, of, of a little bit of uncertainty. And you know, the kid who died, my heart goes out to him and his family. Absolutely, it does. But there are different ways to, to make yeah. tributes to players. You know, go and win a game of football by letting Leighton Bain score, win one nil. Do as many tributes as you want there. Go and do a charitable thing off the pitch after the game, but Evan have got three points in mm. the bag. So, I don't want to sound harsh, but uh, this is professional football, my, my, and you've got a job to my do. My feeling is, had Baines not had a relatively recent miss on his scorecard, then it, I think that played the lines. I don't think that would have been... Don't you think, though, Quayley, like they would have discussed it? Don't of, you think before the game, uh, yeah, it's Bainsey, you're on pens? Mm-hmm. But you could see that there was, you know, in defence of the players who, I, I say again, Jagielka came under criticism for not sort of stamping his authority on them. He wasn't even looking at them, you saw it on, on the, the highlights, he wasn't even mean, looking. You're just going up against a brick wall and, and you would, it would just look even worse. Mm, I thought Stephen Naismith's comments after it were, were really admirable, but I, I also looked on Twitter afterwards and uh, Michael Ball, former Everton player, mm. former Everton penalty taker, yeah. he said the agreement he always had with David Unsworth, just to put a different angle on it, was um, Unsworth took them 
until he missed. Mm. If he missed, then it'd be passed to someone else. In that case, Michael Ball. Again, though, that would be decided before the game. Absolutely, but that, that sort of, you know, that's a different way of looking at it compared to what you've said, Mark, about Baines's last penalty. Well, he actually scored. It wasn't the greatest yeah. pen, incidentally. Against <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember he knocked in against the keeper's legs and it went in. Um, and, you know, it, it's just a really interesting thing that, that Everton could really not do with at this moment in time. And you put it in, into context, you put it into the melting pot of a performance that... Um, lacked penetration, okay, you know you're, you know what you're going to get with Pulis, I thought it, it was a masterstroke by him as usual, I mean, better sides than Everton will come unstuck against that sort of performance away from, uh, sorry, at home, yeah. um, so you know, I, I don't think Everton were particularly that bad on the night without actually creating any real yeah. decent yeah. chances, but you know, the, the, the cold light of day says Everton are in trouble at the moment. It's it's another game gone. Yeah, at home against if, what you like to say uh, with all due respect, inferior opposition, mm. um, and they weren't able to overcome it. So it's eight without a win. It's, now. it's worrying. Uh, this this run where you where you can't find that win, you don't know where that your next goal is coming from, uh, and it, it it manifests itself. It grows, and it, you're looking for something now. You're looking for you're looking for a bit of luck. You're looking for that penalty shootout. The, you know that in the previous week to 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 go your way. Anything that gives you a glimmer of hope, uh, and and obviously the penalty just exacerbated everything really, and, and and what followed, it sort of paints a picture as an unconfident team, a club in just beginning to show signs of possible disarray, possible dissension or ill discipline, mm-hmm. and it you know it needs they need to arrest it. They really do. Mm-hmm. We said this last week. We said this can't go on. This not winning games all of a sudden becomes Evan can't be in trouble. All of a sudden, it'll become. Well, I'll tell you what. Three or four games down the line, you need to pick up two wins in the next two to three games, mm. three or four games, really. Well, it's a different kind I of agree. pressure that gets put on on players at this this stage, Sandy. Because there's one thing having the pressure on to go and beat a West Brom side, like you say, an inferior set uh, of players to Everton. There's one thing having to beat them to go and get back into fifth or sixth. Yeah. It's a whole different kettle of fish when you've got to beat them to avoid slipping further towards the mire of a relegation fight. Definitely, and, that, that, and that's a really good point, is that both bring their own. I mean, wh- which would you rather have? I'm, I'm, and the question is, what are Everton players? What what are the are the vast majority of Everton players like? Are they players that thrive under pushing for a fifth or sixth spot? Maybe nicking a Europa League place, playing in a cup final, you know, going for this, the sort of the spoils? Or are they, are they going to thrive under the pressure of two or three losses in the next three or four, and you're really, really in it? Now that now what? And here's the thing: is last year uh, under Roberto, they they were playing unbelievable football. They had a swagger about them. They, I, I'm not sure they really even had to think about the performances. They just flowed. They were just there. This year now, as you're starting to think about what you're doing, and as you're starting to look, and you're starting to now delve, they'll be delving into into incidents, and I mean specific incidents in games. Could they have been better there as individuals now? Could they have done this better? Could they have done that differently? Blah, 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 blah. They're going to now self-analyse so much, it's unbelievable. That's, and, that's a and bad the, thing in itself. It is, when you because you're getting your own... That's what I was going to say, Quayley. Mm-hmm. You're going to get in your own way. So you've got to nip that in the bud. And as I think Quayley mm-hmm. said, it. You, they nick a scruffy win, woof, a little bit of pressure off, and then slowly but surely confidence builds, and then you can go and play your free-flowing football. But it's a really, really, really key part of the season for them. Really key. Another thing that's uh, hit the news today, and I'm glad you're here, Sandy, to talk about it, because I wanted to get your views on it last yeah. week. Um, Samuel Eto'o, 
has, has moved on in uh, well controversial, hasn't yet though, uh, has it? suspicious circumstances. Call it what you like. <laughs> well, he tweeted a picture about an hour ago oh, in all of his top now. Italian <laughs> clobber uh, outside in some oh. gorgeous courtyard, uh, typical uh, of Italy or Rome or whatever it is. Yeah. Do you know where? Whatever it is that he is, and um, he's by all accounts a Sampdoria player now. Uh, as, as an agent, as his agent played a blind there, as in, we we heard of this deal that he had with Everton, if he was to play an X amount of games, he'd have to cough up the cash for another one-year extension to his contract. Um, how, how's that work as, as an agent? You've, that, you've, I mean, you've, you've got a two-year contract for a player who's gone on a free... It, it, at all ties cut then, or would it, would he would he still be getting paid by Everton to some extent? Well, see, or? I don't know. Obviously, I don't know the, the terms of his deal. But what I can what I can tell you is this: is that it, it might have been a if it was a straight two year contract and there was there was links to 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 money on performance or on number of games, then it's a two year contract. Everton have to either free him or sell him, and if they do neither. The player remains Everton's mm-hmm. uh, Everton's asset, um, but what you can what can happen is there'll be certain numbers of numbers of games that uh, Samuel Eto'o might, and his agent might have said, if I don't play <coughs> this number of games by this this period of time, mm-hmm. by you know uh, such a date in January or, or the end of December, whatever, I am free to look in that window for another club. So it's it's really tough for me to 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 make comments on something that I, I know little yeah. about. But what I can tell you is, is very, very broadly, anything that your mind can conceive can go in a contract. Have, Any, have you seen some crazy stuff going on? Anything I've seen, some unbelie- <coughs> I've seen some unbelievable clothes, and I've seen some some things asked for and requested that are, that you, you'll go, you are kidding me. <laughs> you know, literally I've seen one, um, Mrs. picked up, Every Monday, taking the shop, chauffeur outside, whether it's as the Tesco says, it doesn't matter. The shopper choice doesn't matter. She gets picked up and taken, and somebody waits for her. Does it get that, that it, extensive? It can get yeah. that. It can get, that was a request. I don't think it went in, but that was a request. <laughs> you told me you wouldn't tell anyone about that. <laughs> <laughs> Quayley was brilliant. Wages, bonuses. I actually had a manager... Um, Ask me in front of his club secretary to flip a coin on a player's appearance money. What? Flip a coin. That might have been me. No, that wasn't you. <laughs> uh, he said, it, it was, I was asking for appearance money for a player. And by the way, I want the listeners to know that agents shouldn't, loads do, but shouldn't get paid on players' bonuses. This man to me, right, I'll, I'll, I'll verify that. If I negotiate an appearance money or a goal bonus or a promotion bonus on any player, and they earn that good luck to them. Loads of agents actually add it all up at the end of the season and charge the player 5% or 10% or whatever they can get away with. So your, your job both intrigues me and petrifies me at the same time because I don't I don't know if I can cope well, with it, that. Well, it People be, asking all of these special things to be included in I mean, as I said, it's just your imagination. I mean, I had, um, I've had some... some real, as I said, the, the coin flip was great. I wanted to pay some money. The manager said, we don't pay it here. And I said, well, listen, it could be a stumbling block because it's a way of boosting his wages, but it's only boosting them on productivity, blah, 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 I'll flip you for them. And I was like, ooh. And and <laughs> bizarrely, you know what? The player was sitting sitting to me left at the time and uh, and I was like, let me have a flip. <laughs> and, and the kids were like, oh, no. And the, I said, no, go on, let me have a flip on it. This will be great. It's going to go on me book, this one. I've got to have a flip yeah. for you. So, speaking of which, you do need to get, uh, get started it, on that, yeah, by the way. It was just a lap. But in the end, I just said, listen, let's not be stupid. Let's split the, the, the difference. I think I was asking for a couple of hundred quid and, the, and we settled on a hundred quid. But there's, as I said, anything and, any, and everything can go on a contract. So Eto's one, I don't know. I just forget the contract side of it for a second. Let's just talk about him as a player. I just think it was mad. 
because of the, you know some of the performances Burnley in particular Burnley away in particular and listen people can argue it's only Burnley but I don't think there's any walkover Premier League games now um, there are easier games but there's no walkovers because loads of teams are fit and organised and prepared and also up for it because the rewards are so great but against Burnley I thought he was a different planet mm. he was fantastic and on that performance alone I'd have fought tooth and nail given the lack of firepower or the lack of goals at the moment at Everton I'd have, I'd have fought tooth and nail to keep him and keep him happy as well by mm. giving him game time well we, we talk about clouds having silver linings in, in, at this state in play at the moment with Everton yeah. <laughs> um, the Sampdoria spokesman or some fella who was close to the club come out and said that Etu wasn't leaving Everton until they sorted out a replacement that would hint that you know you would assume that if he's gone to Sampdoria and completed his move there that Everton will have something along the lines of well, a replacement who have they been linked with though Dennis Sacralesi I am I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> that that that, that is the dark ages. That yeah. <laughs> yeah. The faces the on you two then. Thought that was a media but it, it is no important to get who, one in Mark, yeah, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. I was uh, I've no idea um who they're gonna be linked with. What uh, style would you think they needed, Quayley? What's ta- what type of player would you, know you know what, are we I, thinking I, here? I don't know whether from my, my point of view is it's not a personnel issue at the moment. It's a, it's a direction. It's a style of football, or it's it, you need to move away or move into a different style of football. They need to look a little bit more, uh, not direct as such. I know that that's being getting, but certainly they need to get the ball forward quicker. Yeah. Uh, they, I mean, two minutes in last week, um, I'm, I've been a big critic of them this season, Lukaku, uh, but within the first minute or two he made two runs that would have stretched the back four of West Brom and now you know you're looking at a tactical game of football this is basic and Coleman gets the ball he's no one closing him down he's got plenty of time to just clip a ball not not smash a ball forward or in and around his mm. neck but clip a ball behind the full back and just give Lukaku something to chase give him a little bit of sugar as you say to yeah. just run onto something knock the centre half out as he puts the ball out for a throw in move us up the pitch get the crowd involved and Coleman turned it down twice played it back to the centre halves and it was like watching a reserve game because you could although it was a good crowd attendance wise you could hear the players talking you could hear them bring it in here out here I'm here I'm open and you're sitting there at the crowd you've got to involve the crowd Everton Football mm. Club are not involving the crowd at the moment they're playing football as if it's a spectacle as if it's an exhibition yeah. and do you know what oh, this is not how you play football in England Man United dominated English football for, for God knows 20 years playing counter attack full on attack quick football if, if that ball's there to cross to create danger to score goals that's what you do if yeah. someone wants it down yep. the side and that's how you sign players you sign players you haven't brought Lukaku to stand up up top and watch the ball go from side to side to side to side that's what's happening and I feel for him and I've criticised him and he can do things better he should be more aggressive but I'll tell you what he's not getting any sugar mm-hmm. And, yeah. and that, that is when, uh, fundamentally Everton needs to get back to basics and I don't know whether he's going to do it yeah they do I mean, do you know what some, uh, against West Brom there are a couple of occasions where he got it wide left there is I remember a couple where he got it on the gallop so it's on his front foot it's out of his feet and he's driving at defenders and you think he looks an unstoppable force so surely as a club or as a team you, you're saying we want that to happen mm-hmm. more often than not the idea Get him in them positions. I like the idea and I bought into the idea that Martinez was going to bring a style of football and allow Everton to develop without a billionaire and maybe create something on their own on their own back. And last year that was to, to a degree that happened. Mm. But it's been found out this year and the, the 
the atmosphere in Everton's really, really dropping off at the moment. That's mm. a, it's a worrying factor yeah. for me. It's, it's, it's quiet, and I blame the style of football or the lack of attack that's going on. And when you buy a player for £28 million and expect him to just sort of amble about up there while he waits for something to be created, that's not going to happen. If you're in Spain and you've got the best players, you can play like Barcelona. If you've got players like Arsenal have had over the years, you can play that type of football because mm-hmm. you can dominate an opposition. Because, but you've always, always at the end of it, when they were at their peak, they had Henri or they had players with pace, players who were definite in a moment who could. But they were making those runs and they would get the ball. So it's all right playing football, football, football. Where's it going? Where's, mm-hmm. Where are you going to create your chances? Yeah. Everton, just at the moment, they, they really look rudderless or clueless when it comes to the final third. Mm, excellent points there. Uh, we're going to take a short break now. When we come back, we're going to have a closer look at the magic of the FA Cup because it's certainly returned with a bang this weekend. And we'll have a look at Liverpool's week coming up, a massive week for the Reds. Stay tuned to City Talk 105.9. This is Extra Time on City Talk 105.9 with Neil Sang, Ryan Lowe and Dave Downey. Welcome back to Extra Time on City Talk 105.9. Dave Downey, Neil Shang, Mark Quayle. We just spent four minutes continuing pretty much <laughs> with a few expletives thrown in there about what we were talking about just before the break. And a shred of frustration sentence, as well. Sentence enhancers, Dave. Yeah, that's, yeah, there we go. I like that. I like that. That's a good Sponge start. That's a good radio. Yeah. <laughs> right. I hope you've got kids, Mark. I have. Yeah, good. <laughs> they didn't watch it. Right, Shangy. Uh, Tricky, tricky tie for Liverpool on the weekend, but perhaps not as tricky as it could have been considering the other results. Bradford four away at Chelsea. Incredible. Uh, unbelievable. <laughs> Incredible. A, Chelsea, a Chelsea side was out as well. I was looking and I thought, and when I heard the results, I thought, I bet you've had all these, you know, lads who've been out on loan, the <laughs> Josh McKechnie types mm-hmm. and Patrick Bamford and people well, like that. Chelsea. Patrick Bamford actually scored against <laughs> Man City. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Chelsea side, I seen William was in there, Hazard came on, Fabregas came on, Czech was in goal, Gary Cahill you know, played. You know as, an Remy? Fan, yeah. as an Everton fan, if, if Everton won 4 2 at Stamford Bridge, I'd, I'd want someone to wake me up. I'd say, yeah. you are God knows what it's like in Bradford. This is. Today. Oh, oh. oh Bradford, have you seen the chairman in party mode? The chairman is all over the News all over the news, dressed head to toe in the Bantams <laughs> colours, absolutely brilliant. And that's what you want to see in the FA Cup. Yeah, you know, maybe it'll give the FA some incentive not to water it down and have games on a Friday night, Monday night, Tuesday night when there's five people in the dog there to watch them. Um, exactly. You know, started Friday night, Man United nil, nil nil away at Cambridge. There's a, a massive replay. You talk about uh, one extreme to the other. I was reading that. Cambridge going away to Old Trafford. Cambridge's annual turnover, just their turnover, is £1.6 million. For the gate receipt they'll get from Old Trafford, they get £1.7 million just income off that. <laughs> that is absolutely incredible. That's and right. I'm made up for them as well. I am absolutely uh, made up. I am. I'd have the FA Cup final between the two non-league sides you, if it was up to me. You're watching it, aren't you? And you as the closest ages are coming in, you're thinking, Cambridge are on the attack and you can... Feel their chairman going. Yeah. Where are you going? What Don't, are you doing? Yeah. Do not attack. You know, yeah. like yeah. I want this replay. Park yeah. the bus. Yeah. I bet you that the Bradford chairman was saying the same oh, thing. No, oh, want to get, wanna get them back. Yeah. Want to get them back to our place. And it, it was a phenomenal weekend, and uh, Liverpool come out with it. Come out of it relatively unscathed compared to most of the others. Although, I mean. I, I wouldn't certainly back them away at Bolton. I didn't think they were they were great. I thought Bolton defended absolutely superbly. No, I did. Uh, and but, a great but, goalkeeper as well. Yeah, the, I mean the goalkeeper's had his iffy spells as well. Bogged down. I was really surprised to see Liverpool linked with him today. 
saying that you know his contest. Yeah, it's a flash in the pan on that, isn't it? I'm thinking, come on, when you're looking at when you're looking at his consistency levels over the last four or five seasons, which he would do as a goalie, and and at 27, he's still only a young keeper, really. Conceded, he's the keeper who conceded to Tim Howard that time. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, he's conceding goals from the other teams at half. <laughs> exactly. I hope well, he goes to go, Liverpool. He's still going to win the game. Yeah, that's all so true. true. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. But I thought the Bolton one was was, was always going to be um, an application um, thing with Liverpool players. If they'd have gone at it and thought, we don't want to replay, we're going to get at these, We're going if it's going to be a bit scruffy for half an hour, 40 minutes, then so be it. Let's match them for that. Let's show some real fighting desire. Liverpool would have done them, I think, in the second half, you know, by a couple. Um, and again, on balance of play, it's at Anfield, yeah, great, we can all sort of balance of play and chances creating, and our shots on top. Who's bothered? It was nil-nil. It was nil-nil. So for me, I just felt Liverpool's overall performance lacked that real grit that I think that needed after the great display against Chelsea. Um, in the week where I thought they were outstanding, and and as 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 big a one one more and as you're probably likely to see, um, to go from that to a little bit of a a damp squib against mm. Bolton. So that's why, I, and I, I've said on the show loads of times, Dave, I'm a big believer in that mindset thing. Mm. I think players need to, at times, and whether this is a, whether this should be a manager-led thing as well, they just need to check themselves and, and think, if yeah, we've had a great one against Chelsea there, this could be a bit scruffy for us for half an hour and 40 minutes. Let's go and match them with everything we've got and let's get through this in, in 90 minutes. Let's not have to go back to Bolton. Well, it's a... It's a it's a really bad result when you consider how much they've shot themselves in the foot in terms of game time that they're going to have to, exactly to accumulate point. now. Suck it up for 90 days and have a go and get through well, or well, throw was, a damn squib in and have to do it again. It wasn't. it's not as if he <coughs> plays the kids or the reserves. Mm. He pretty much plays as strong as a team as he could have yeah. with it, with being no, able no, to rest Steven Gerrard. Uh, but bringing Steven Gerrard off after, uh, with 20 minutes or so to go against Chelsea, I expected him to play that yeah. game. And I think, uh, from my point of view, for me, it underlines how Liverpool are going to miss Steven Gerrard when he goes. Oh. And this is, this is, I don't know how they're going to replace him. <clears throat> Irreplaceable. Jordan Henderson is, is growing in stature and quality, but he can't sort of push the team. He hasn't got that infectious aura about him, which yeah. gets that. I think with, you know, with Gerrard and the inspiration that <coughs> he gets an extra 5%, mm. it just demands, him being in your team, for me, demands that extra bit of quality and, and, and that extra push you need to get over the line and I think they'd have got over the line against both mm. yeah. a bit like the mm. women's in a way it was a tough tricky game his bit of quality comes out from a personal point of view and his desire to score and that was missing because he wasn't there and, and they're going to the replay my bet is he'll play in the replay yeah well Liverpool so. have to play 65 games this season if they're to get to the final of the Europa League FA Cup and League Cups and, and uh, the, the totalling up these replays that they're, they're, they're unnecessary are they when you think about you know, one one goal, one scrappy, scruffy goal goes in there. Liverpool are sitting pretty in the hat, looking. Well, who's medial contenders here? Arsenal. Mm. That's about it. Left in the hat. Um, with all due respect to the other sides that are still in there, so it uh, could potentially be a, a, a banana skin going to Bolton, couldn't it? Yeah, I mean, it could be, but you know what? I don't think. And it's funny you should mention the, the other sides going. On. I actually think that's a, a shot in the arm for Liverpool. Um, well, that's why I thought they'd steamroll a Bolton when, when they've seen those results. Well, do you know what? It, 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 yeah, I mean, listen, absolutely. Uh, but you but then again, I suppose you start thinking a draw is not a bad result now. To be fair exactly. to, to Liverpool, they, they've, they've played a, a strong team. They've The pitch isn't great. I thought they, they dominated the game yeah. to a degree. And you, you chose, you need to have a touch of luck sometimes. You know, your quality is not going to win your games all the time. The keeper played well. They were lucky probably not to win. 
mm. but we're mm. dogged, they were yeah, determined, yeah. so it, it's not as if they took the game lightly. I think that's that's a case in point. Um, but it is worrying that you you know if these things do happen enough, you're not getting past the boat and maybe you're not getting past the uh, whole or Sunderland at home. And then it, you need to look at it in the, the bigger picture. Emil Esky's learned to stand on his feet as well, hasn't he? I seen him <laughs> throwing himself around. He was passing the ball. He was holding it up, and I thought. Your knees aren't dirty. There's something wrong here. Uh, Everton, You're not rolling Everton around. Need What's forward, going on? Dave. Everton need a forward. Well, mate, I'd, I'd, I'd have him over Strachan right now. <laughs> I would. Um, let's hope neither. Eh? Let's let's talk a little bit about uh, Liverpool's match tomorrow away at Chelsea and by by and large, you mentioned it a little bit there, Quayley, with uh, with Steven Gerrard being rested for the Bolton game. That probably indicates all eyes are on this tomorrow night. Liverpool take a one-all draw there, an unjust one-all at Anfield, because yeah. that was probably the best they've been all season. I think it was. they were fantastic. It felt like last season. Um, and then, you know, the, the, the Bolton game coming at a weird, weird time, really, because you'd, you'd mm. probably prefer a league game in there, because a, a cup tie is a, a totally different kettle of fish, isn't it? Yeah, different feel about yeah. it, absolutely. And now... Uh, Liverpool, I nearly said we then. Liverpool go to Chelsea. <laughs> Liverpool go to... This is what you do to me, Sandy. You can do it, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Liverpool go to Chelsea tomorrow. One all. Chelsea are going to be, you know, wounded animals there. I, I sort of, you know, I'm still sticking with Chelsea to win the tie. But it's going to be a cracking game, isn't it? Oh, it'll be a cracking game, and that's that's the thing is it's you, both you, sides will be going for it. Yeah, definitely. And that uh, the first leg is yeah, you you want tie away from Wembley. Um, but now you're only one game away, so it, for me it ramps everything up. Now that second leg is always is for me is always the really exciting one. If, if Liverpool go and do Chelsea two 0 going into the second game, yeah, it's half time in the tie. Mm. You can still get done three 0 at Stamford Bridge, but at one one, Liverpool had a, a really impressive, really strong performance against them at Anfield, going in there probably loads and loads of belief. Chelsea smart and from that little bit of a, a, a sort of a pace in at Anfield. Uh, also, the, the Bradford, it ramps them up. It just could be a you know a clash of juggernauts, this one. It really could. Mm. Or it's going to be a damn squib. It'll be nil-nil. Yeah. And we'll be like... Uh. Well, the thing is... <laughs> It'll just whimper over the line. Liverpool have to score. This is the terrible thing about the League Cup, I think. Away goals should count in the League Cup. But they don't until after extra time. So Liverpool have got 120 minutes. Mm. to effectively score a goal mm. um, so they, they do need to score on the night at some point whether it be two hours down the line we, we don't know but um, in, in terms of line-up and interesting to hear what Brendan Rodgers said about Balotelli today and and interesting to contrast that with what we heard about Eto leaving Everton in terms of him maybe being a bad apple and never heard apples mentioned more with Samuel Eto by the way he just <laughs> seems to be a bad apple he's a rotten apple he's all sorts of apples um, and Balotelli seems to be of of that persuasion, shall we say, we've seen throughout his career so far that he's uh, he does he doesn't exactly toe the party line whenever he goes, does he? So, yeah, and Bren- it's Brendan, it seems as if Brendan's given him uh, almost a, a final chance now. He's the he's the type of character for me. You feel that there's something spectacular in him in terms of uh, a defining moment, not in a in a performance or in a bit of skill. For instance, tomorrow night he, he, he with the last kick of the game he scores the winner. That, mm. That's him all over, and you know when you ride on that for a while, that'll probably keep him keep him going at least till the end of the season. <laughs> yeah. you know? And I just feel that that's another yet. move. You know, that. He, he nearly scored a goal in the derby, didn't quite come off, and and these performances have been woeful. His attitudes lacking, but you know that he's the type of character who will just pop up and go bump in off the end of my nose. Kind of it's thing. in his yeah. locker, Quayley. That's it, what we said before. Well, it's, it's in his it's, it's in his locker. In his locker. It's just the kind of character that it'll just the world spins around and every now. And again he pops up and does something and I think that 
I wouldn't just write that chapter out just yet, so it would be funny. He shouldn't, he shouldn't be a footballer, should he? I don't, I don't no, mean that no, no. against the skill. And so I'm on about no. the mindset yeah. he's got. He should be in the entertainment or, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he's balanced. He, yeah. he, he should be a rapper. He's a bit of a, bit of a clown. Yeah, he, he has yeah. that attitude about life, I think. And, yeah. you know, and it's only going to get you so far in football. Is you can have your mercurial talents. I mean, you look at Ibrahimovic, he's probably... You know, of of a uh, similar ilk to yeah. Balotelli, but yeah, yeah. he puts in the shift. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cantona's another one that yeah, speaks to exactly. my mind. Mercurial, you know, um, genius is next to madness. That you know these little sayings, yeah. and you can apply them to to the Cantona's, to the Ibrahimovic's, and 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 managers and other players will forgive you loads of things if you produce. Balotelli doesn't either. Well, doesn't give you any real work ethic, doesn't give you any real productivity on the pitch in terms of goals or performances. Especially as football fans, you're greedy, you want them to do it every week, mm. so it's not, yeah. it's not, it's never going to be enough to win, to win fans. But you're yeah. satisfied, Quayley, with effort, Yeah, yeah. and I don't see that in Balotelli, yeah. I don't even see, you know, if he misses um, an opportunity, if he miscontrols something, he doesn't look gutted, he looks a bit sulky, as if to say, mm, here we go again, oh, it's another bad day, bad day, he doesn't look gutted. Whereas Stephen Naismith misses a chance, he's devastated. Mm. Fabio Barini, not a great player, but he misses all. He, you know, you can see the kid wants to be brilliant. Well, the proof, and, in, you, and that in, you know, yeah. that endears him to you. And Balotelli doesn't have any of that. Well, the proof in the pudding is Barini's getting in ahead of him. Lambert's getting there in ahead go. of him. Exactly. You know, he, if he if he needs that incentive, well, there it is in front of you, mate. And you know, yeah. go and seize the opportunity. You've got lads who are probably, you know, less talented than what you've got in your little finger, but these are getting in front of you. The fact that that hasn't inspired him to do anything in Liverpool yet makes you wonder if it ever will. Exactly. I mean, that, and the shame of it is, he has everything. His pace, his power, his ability, his touch is phenomenal. He can be creative, he can dribble, he's got a few finishes in his locker. He's got everything. But I, I, I said this before, I, 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 and I honestly believe this. He's had to have been dedicated to f- a football to be as good as, to be as talented as he is. He's had to have loved the game. Well, the key thing Brendan Rodgers said today in his interview is he, he, he doesn't press. Um, obviously, that's that's the man's philosophy about Liverpool. He wants Liverpool to be yeah. a pressing team. Fair enough, but he said that the lad doesn't press. You know, am I, am I being a bit cynical here to suggest? Well, you knew this before you signed them. Well, yeah, what, what's no, going on there? Hang on, that's the thing. You know, we're we're talking about him and we're describing him, and it's nothing we didn't know already. Yeah. So from that point of view, it's it was always going to be a poor signing in my eyes. It just I would have expected the odd great moment from him up till now. Yeah. Even, you know, the odd like I say, and tomorrow might be an evening where they win two one and he gets the last toe poke. It's it, he's got that in him, but he's not showing it. All the things that, that are wrong with him, we knew that. Mm. It's not been a, a, a failing that's just appeared. That that's, that was always the failing. It, yeah. it just strikes yeah. me as peculiar that Brendan Rodgers only just seems to have realised this when the whole world's known. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It, it, it is strange. Maybe we get on the transfer committee again, who knows? Maybe it wasn't Brendan Rodgers signing. Exactly. Right, we're going to take another break on City Talk 105.9. Who knows what we're going to talk about when we come back. It certainly won't be Everton. I know that much. We've had enough uh, misery for one show. (laughs) Stay tuned. We'll be back in a few minutes. Extra time on City Talk 105.9. Welcome back. We'll have to get Qualia. Uh, a slot on the sweeper there, won't yeah, we? I'll have yeah, Dave. He's been, yeah. he's been, he's been, he's here more than Lowy. <laughs> I've got to stick mean? up for John McKillop as well. Why John, why John big John one? as well. Where's jo- John? I was Lowy, by the way, last week. Was it nice to see Lowy? It was nice to see him, yeah. Was he, he loving it? Was aged, he buzzing? Was he? He's aged loads in about six weeks, yeah. Them grey, silver fox, grey stubble, oh, oh, it's all grey oh, now. Grey hair and everything. Oh, what's going on? Don't want to hear what you say about me. 
we'll never tell you either because we, right, well, no. we want you to we want you to come back, man. Um, just while we're on the subject of Liverpool, I just want to throw our oar in here on extra time about the statue for Bob Paisley that the station is pushing in, in terms of a, Good. a petition. Uh, make sure you go to citytalk.fm to register your uh, signature on the petition as well. You can even pop into the tower as well. If you're in around town, come in and have a chat with us. See what it's all about on the reception. You can sign your name to it. We've got a few thousand people signed up already. Uh, this all stemmed from Ian Ayer's interview with John Keith a couple of weeks ago. and Obviously, John Keith being the legend that he is himself, would like to something in Bob Paisley's honour at the new Probably knew of Bob Anfield. quite well, didn't he, John, as yeah, well? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did, and he does all of his, his shows and things like that about Bob Paisley. So, yeah. uh, City Talk have joined the effort to get him a statue, uh, which he should do, because he's Liverpool's most successful manager ever. Mm. Or was, so they tell me. What was Ian Ayer's <laughs> response, Dave? Ian, Ian Ayer said uh, it wasn't something they'd looked at, but the open to open all it. He's going to come up with the diplomatic answer, isn't he? Surprising so it. It's make your own answer long? up. Am I, am I wrong to yeah. think? Yeah, well, we've got, we've got the gates, haven't we? The, the Paisley, Paisley gates. gates yeah. um, and, but Shankly's got a statue. Obviously, he's more revered than Bob Paisley because cause Paisley, by his own account, was the reluctant, mm. the reluctant genius, I think, yeah, is the name of John Keith's show. Um, so the hashtag on Twitter, if you want to get involved, is hashtag statue for Bob. Uh, and you'll hear about it all through the breakfast show with Mick Coyle and we're putting our votes behind it so we'll be getting involved with a few hashtags on Twitter so make sure you get involved with that one if you're red and you want to see a statue of Bob in the new part of Anfield right let's we haven't got long left I just want to talk about some other business that's going on potentially in the transfer market which has been quiet Sam have you been quiet this month have you? No I've had a few bits going on done a couple of deals already got a couple more a couple of more we're working on so keep our fingers crossed that we'll uh, we'll get another couple over the line well, uh, and I can feed the kids then. <laughs> oh yeah, they always lose weight I've in January. That. I've heard that one before. <laughs> Tell you, it's got his own postcode. This man's house. Don't know about that. <laughs> right, uh, Danny Ings, and I've had a thought or two about him this week in, in terms of potential for, for Everton. It's, uh, what, it's what he'd cost and what he gives. Well, I'm not sure he's, he's going to be good enough <clears> for the <throat> price tag that they'd want. According to the Mirror, he's in his last <clears throat> the last year of his deal with Burnley, and. Uh, apparently he can go for for free in the summer or for a, just a few hundred grand. What? What's, well, if he's is he twenty two now? Uh, yeah, he is. Well, then he uh, won't be on a Bosman in the summer. So, uh, well, be, see, this, this is why you get an uh, this is why you get an agent on. Twenty four. Twenty four. There we go. So it's saying the Tottenham are lined up to to make a bid for him for five million pounds, and. Uh, I, would you say that that probably is good business, isn't it? I mean, he, you know, he looks like he can he can play a part in the Premier League. I don't know if he'd be Everton's kettle of fish in terms of what Burnley compared to Everton in terms of styles of play would yeah. do. Yeah. Uh, but, you, you know, you're looking for a replacement striker, in inverted commas, because Eto'o wasn't really that. Then you'd probably do a lot worse. Well, yeah, no, you're right. If, if it's five million quid, I look at someone <coughs> like a Shane Long who went from West Brom and, and, I, and he went to Southampton for 12 million quid. Well, the mad one was when he went to Hull. <laughs> First, he went to Hull yeah, for 12, went, didn't he? Went for Hull, to Hull, exactly. Yeah. No, was it 8? Or, well, I might have been Something 12, like that, I don't yeah. know. But then Southampton, and I'm thinking, I've got to look at this kid's record. He goes for some money, him. And and his record, I think his best return in the Premier League is 8. Mm. So if you're looking at someone like an Ings, and if you can get him for 5 million quid, number one, culturally, he's a fit. Um, 
style-wise for Everton, would he be a fit? Well, is he is he different to Naismith? Is he different to, mm. to, to, to anything you've gotten? I'm not sure. Is he good enough for Everton? Is he a player? And this is the thing with Everton, and, and I don't want to, I don't want to say Everton, Everton haven't got the, the resources to, to spend more than this. But at mm. five million quid, that I presume is half decent money for Everton. So you don't want to just be throwing your five million quids on no. anyone you can just get. Is you've got to judge is he a player that's going to get Everton because. For me, the only way I haven't improved are getting into into Europe regularly. Finishing 6th, 7th, or 8th, that's not turning Everton, no. any Evertonian on. So is he a player that's going to help that? If he is, go and spend the money. If he isn't, move on and go and spend 10 or 12 million on somebody else. The thing is, from Everton's <laughs> point of view, if you've got to fa- spend any money on any money. someone, the, the, you only want them to come in and, and play. Yeah. In the centre-forward position, we've got a £28 million striker at the moment. And as uh, at the moment, sort of an underling in Kone who cost was it five or six million? Yeah, yeah. he was. He was, a, he was a lot more experienced. He was a lot more physical. Who, from the outset, seems to suit the Premier League a lot more mm. than than someone like Danny Ings. Albeit Danny Ings is doing quite well. He's young and he's scoring goals, but that may be more to do with how Burnley are playing to him as opposed to him creating goals on his own. And I think any, at the moment, what we said earlier about how Everton are playing at the moment, doesn't matter who you are or how you play as a striker, you're not getting chances mm. at Everton at the moment. They're not feeding, they're not playing forwards in, and they're not playing two forwards for them to score goals. So we we are going to need bodies, obviously. But it would be interesting, to, I don't know what's in the youth academy at the moment mm. in terms of, well, look, well, why Connor don't well, why, well, That's what I'm saying. Give so why, it exactly. Why spend five million on Ings and say, right, you're going to really sit on the bench unless Coney breaks his toe or who's <coughs> ill kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, for that, well, let's let's progress McElhaney or, yeah. you know, let's get him out on loan so that he can score goals for a championship team. Well, he was out. Connor McElhaney's older than Lukaku, by the way. Is he, yeah? Yeah. Which is, which is, I, I find absolutely crazy. It's it crazy. Me. It, it is unbelievable. Crazy. It? He and went out on loan to Brentford and broke his leg. A yeah. bad break. And at the time, I think he was scoring goals. And this, and so th- this is the thing: is well, in- give him a run. Throw it. You know, <coughs> you don't have to even give him a run, quite dear. Well, you need to yeah. give him twenty minutes here, then there, half an hour. You've, you've got to also accept the fact that maybe it isn't going to be at Everton for Conor McLean. Maybe Conor McLean needs to go out. Yeah, yeah. Fully. Maybe yeah. He to take a break and go somewhere else. But what do Everton do in the meantime? There's a situation that arrived where Etu's left. He's left us short. But really, he's freed up wages. Are we mm. really struggling for this? Do we need this third striker? You know, because Nick yeah. Smith can do a job. Uh, so let's. So you're looking out there, these the pitch. Yeah. yeah, I've often wondered as well. You know, the the the, the way sort of Brendan Rodgers done it with Raheem Sterling. I've often wondered whether Kevin Morales could do something that you know Sterling what, that, has done. Well, that's another thing, and he has mm. done it in the past. Morales can play up front. So, so you've got that option I as well. Say I would use the money elsewhere. Just before we finish. Uh, Everton is strongly linked with Yevon Konoplyanka, a name that will ring Liverpool alarm bells for Liverpool, who were on the verge, I believe. Ian Air was on a plane with them, wasn't million, he? 18 million yeah, million. Uh, well, Roma have stumped up the money. Ooh. They've offered 1.87 million. You this are. transfer window, because he's out of contract in the summer, so yeah. you know, works out as a viable financial. Uh, I mean, if that's the, if he can, if he's terrible at that, and, and I mean that's a, that's an undervalued asset. That, yeah. I mean, you'd get him and just see how he went. But for the fun, that money. The funny thing was, we were talking about Balotelli just before the break, and and Shane Long, you mentioned going for big money, and I, I had one that I, I wanted to mention earlier on the show, but it sort of fits in with what we were talking about now. Roque Santa Cruz, remember him? Yeah. Oh yeah, went to Blackburn, had a stunning storm. Yeah. Uh, time at Blackburn. Man 18 City. goals he scored 
in that season. Now, this this is proof, I think, that you, you get one-hit wonders in football, one-season wonders. <laughs> you do. Also, yeah. with John, do you remember John Stead as well? He actually scored against yeah. Chelsea, Chelsea at the weekend. Yeah. John Stead he was phenomenal at Blackburn exactly. as well. Well, Roque Santa Cruz <laughs> is 15-year European career. As a striker, he's played for Man City. I think he, he was over in Spain as, as well, wasn't he? Did, he was Portugal, was he? he? Yeah, he was Portugal. Portugal. I think he did Atletico Madrid for a spell. That one great season we've just alluded to there, 2007-2008, scored 19 goals in uh, around 30 games. What do you think his next best goal tally was in a season? Five. He's slightly better than that, like. <laughs> uh, well, actually, it's not. Uh, you're, you're a story killer. You, he built that. I know. Absolutely... Second, 2012-13, so he's over 30 at that point. And he's well gone from Man City's ranks. He scored eight. That eight. was his next best. And uh, every other year in his career was five or less, including 2010-2011, where he scored none. That's... You think of how rich Roque Santa Cruz must be. Oh, yeah. Off one good season. That's one all season. it takes. And, you know, those who think that... Uh, Chesney Oaks is living in a big house. Those who, think song, class is, those who think, think class is permanent, well, it's definitely not true in some <laughs> cases, is it? Do you know what? And this is the thing that sort of... It irks me a little bit about strikers. Uh, you know, if any kid's grown up, be a striker. Mm. Because you can have a right back playing for Blackburn week in, week out, who's outstanding. Doesn't get the plaudits. Never gets that 40, yeah. 50, 80, 100 grand a week move. Could be outstanding. But Rocky Santa Cruz has a one-season wonder and gets him, makes himself a multi-millionaire. Won't have to work uh, again. Everything in life's timing, isn't it? And obviously, mm. yeah. you're going to get strikers that can define a match. Yeah. So when they're in, when they're hot, they're hot. I mean, it's like, like Man City now for me. They've signed uh, Wilfred Boney and if they get a good six months out of him, they could very well bin him in the summer. Mm. You know, and if it gets in the league, it may not get in the league. Yeah. But they they look at that. That's their Benjani for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. remember Benjani? Oh. Well, I would have taken him at a time or two. Um, yeah. Waru, waru. We need a striker for six months. Uh, Boney, how much? Thirty million. Doesn't matter. Yeah. There's, there's no. Well, they recoup a lot of money. The vast majority of that, though. Anyway, won't they? If they yeah. bin him, yeah. Right, we're out of time, gents. Thanks very much for your time once again. Quayley, thanks again for stepping in. Thank you. And uh, we'll be back same time, same place next week on extra time. You've been listening to us on City Talk One Hundred Five Point Nine.